0: IVM We'd like to thank Storytel for sponsoring this show. Storytel is an audiobook platform that allows you to listen to audiobooks wherever you are, on your mobile, on your PC, wherever you want to listen to them. You can get a great deal at Storytel.com IVM. This week I'm going to recommend The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. It's one of the most famous books that I've seen it's at all the bookstores, but it's such a beautiful read. If you haven't read it, do give it up. It's about the story of Afghanistan between the end of the uh, monarchy to up until about 2000 or so, just post 9-11. Really, really interesting stuff. Give it a listen. It's just a great book. You can go get it at storytell.com IVM. When you go and sign up at this link, you'll get the first month for just 99 rupees instead of 299. That's 200 rupees off. Go check it out, storytell.com IVM.
1: Does this career suit my personality? Is it too late to change my profession now? I feel I can do better if I try this other field that my brother is into. Aditi, during the lockdown, I tried exploring cooking. I feel I can turn my hobby into a business. What do you think? What does my handwriting say? Welcome to Absolutely Right, the first graphology based podcast show in India. I'm your host, Aditi Sarana. I'm a graphologist and a high-performance coach. Can graphology or handwriting analysis really, truly, honestly answer these crucial career-related questions? Yes, it can. Though a graphologist cannot predict the future, I can mathematically study the trajectory of your behavior and suggest if a field is suitable for you or not. In today's session, our guest Vikas Kalantri asked me some specific career-related questions. He is an actor-turned-entrepreneur. After acting in movies like Pyar Zindagi Hai, Nai Padosan, amongst others, he started his own event management and production company called White Leaf Entertainment Media. He even conceptualized the prestigious television award show called Gold Awards. I had never met or spoken to Vikas before this recording, so I had to consider many factors before I could answer his loaded career-related questions. As I was explaining the points to him, I have given some pointers and guidelines for you in case you are evaluating your career choices. When you listen to today's episode, remember to check out our two new segments, Autograph, Please! and Graphology Tool of the Week. Today's tool is about willpower. Yes, all the resolution makers, this is for you. Check if willpower is the reason why you broke up with your new year resolutions already. And if not, we got to talk. Vikas will join us on the other side of this short break. Stay tuned.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. If you aren't following us on social media, it's 2021. Now it's time you did. You didn't in 2020. That was bad enough. But now in 2021, you really, really should. It's IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And a quick reminder to everybody, just please help us out with our survey, ivmpodcast.com slash survey. We've had a number of you fill it out so far, but we want to shatter last year's number, right? Really, really blow that up. Go fill out the survey over there. If you do, we'll select from the emails that we have got submitted, and we'll be sending out some interesting swag to people. So, what should you be listening to this week? First thing I want to talk about is the unprecedented episode. We did a triple crossover. Vineet Kanobar from Storytellers and Storytellers, Varun Girala from Advertising is Dead, and Karthik Nagarajan from the Filter Coffee Podcast all got together and put together a mega episode to check it out on whichever of their feeds you want It's available on all three. And because it's the new year, let me recommend a few things just to make your life a little better. We have a number of shows which work on self-actualization and really helping people kind of get in touch with themselves and live their lives better. So do check out Begin the Journey by Ashish Vidyarthi, the Positivity Podcast with Chitna Chakravarti and the Habit Coach with Ashton Doctor. Do check out all three of these shows, especially New Year's where you're looking at ways to kind of keep your resolutions. They will help. And with that, let me get you back to your show.
1: Hi, Vikas. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi, 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 I'm so happy
2: to be here. Thank you so much. So,
1: because I was going through your profile and very rarely people move from acting to other profession successfully. And what was your reason? Why did you choose event as, as an option? So, you know,
2: I, I was always a workaholic as such. So, whenever I was acting also, I was doing uh, events with a friend of mine. But I was only doing okay. the marketing side of it. I mean, I used to just get the clients on board and then, you know, he used to take care of all the production and everything otherwise. Okay. But I never thought of obviously events becoming my profession uh, later. And, uh, but you know, what happened was that, you know, I did a film called Nai Padosan, and then uh, I was talking to the writer one fine day and he told me that, listen, we want to do Naip part two. Okay. And uh, so I told him, just don't do it like that. I think person part 1 was very successful. So why not mm-hmm. do a talent hunt around India and then get the girls and then, you know, select one and then you uh, basically finalize her for person part 2. She's okay. like, yeah, it's a great idea. So why don't you do this entire thing? I said, listen, I can't do you."
1: So you're saying that, that you made the casting part of it, uh, you turned it into an event. Yeah,
2: so that, that actually turned into an event. And that's what my writer said that, you know, we don't know how to do this, you do this, because it's your idea. And then everything just fell in place and I formed an event company and everything and that's what it is.
1: Okay. So when I look at your handwriting, first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, uh, they say that the handwriting that goes up uh, talks about enthusiasm and people uh, people actually feel really curious, really excited to solve problems. And that, that I'm saying only by the baseline or the imaginary line under your handwriting going, moving upwards. So... Uh, according to me, you love solving problems. Anytime you are in a situation and if you see something that is going wrong or you feel someone requires help, you're the first one to jump in and say, can I help it? Can I uh, can I solve this problem? Can I come up with a solution that other people haven't thought before? And that is a very, very important aspect of everything you do.
2: And I think you're dead right, Aditi, on this because uh, I'm the person who likes to solve problems and likes to get into the of things and not leave it till the end. You know, I like to go into it. I like to solve problems. Even during events, you know, there are certain things that some people just leave, you know, they say, Arey, yaar, lenge, ho types. Right. but I'm the first person who goes into that and says, no, 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 let's solve this now. And I'm very uh, hyper on that part because I want to yes. solve it and I want to get on with it and I want to get on to the next thing. So you're dead right about this. I love solving a- problems. You know,
1: and so many get times it. when you get into solving problems, you become so excited and so enthusiastic that people wonder what keeps you going all the time. Absolutely. And I think, I
2: think the main thing about me is that, you know, when there is a problem, I like to find the solution and I like to move on with it. I don't want to just leave it over there. I, if there is, if that's not happening, I tell them, give me another give me another option, whatever, we need to solve this now before the client comes in or before someone else comes in. I want the problem so. solved and even in general life, you know, I, li- I don't like to keep things and sleep over it and all that. I like to solve them, move forward and, you know, just go ahead in life.
1: So Vikas, uh, there is one particular aspect, okay, uh, in your writing and the letter T, the way you write it, I, there is a right. gap. And I'm, I had described this in our graphology tool of the week, where I spoke about the the letter D with a gap in its legs. And similarly, the same trait is applicable to letter T. And in your case, I must add this one that uh, Steve Jobs had this trait. And this is a trait wow. of being unchangeable or being stubborn when it comes to your decisions. So once you believe you have made up your mind and you're really, really clear about it, if people do not have enough logic, enough conviction to convince you. Otherwise, you would not budge easily. But
2: you're absolutely dead, right? I'm very stubborn about what I think and what I believe in. And uh, very, very, very long ago, I met an astrologer and he told me that, listen, it'll be very difficult for you to be a success in the acting line because, you know, you have a certain mindset and you go according to that, which the directors Mm -hmm. and the others won't agree to. So, you know, uh, You have a mindset and you're right about that. So you're 80, 90, 90, 95% times you're right about that. And the directors won't agree to it. So you're going to have fights all the time with the director. And that's what happens usually. I'm I'm very sure about what I'm doing. And that's what happens with clients, with channels and everything. I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm doing otherwise. And unless I have a definite logic, I don't budge from that.
1: Completely. And you know, that is understood otherwise in relationships where people think that you're being stubborn for the heck of it. Now, yes, there is a part of it that you do not uh, feel the need to be convinced otherwise. But if you believe in other person's capabilities, if you believe in their credibility, and how they have mastered their skill, then you are open to learn. But those people are rare and they really have to be good in what they do for you to give that control in their hands.
2: Absolutely. And I like to take control myself. So 90% sure. of the stuff I do it myself in my company also. I do 90% of the stuff myself. I don't want to, you know, depend on other people because I just feel that I'll do it the right way and they might just <laughs> mess it up in between. So that's the issue.
1: But that's very interesting, you know, like the whole idea of delegation and trusting people blindly, all these things you hear, but for you, they are not valid. And, and I, I must mention this for our listeners too. Now, most of the time we pick a message or we learn something online or in a in a book and we believe we must implement it because this is the right way to go about. Now, not every right message is applicable for every single person, like the way Vikas right. is telling us right now. You know, you believe that you want to do things because you have complete clarity, and that is the way in which you find things are satisfying for you. If it is not done as per your idea or your vision, you kind of you don't feel satisfied. Even if your client is very happy, the team feels really, you know, uh, excited about it. You don't feel happy. You don't feel you've delivered what you thought you can deliver.
2: That's happened with me a lot of times. You know, a client has come and said on the stage that the team has done an amazing job and this and that. And I've still got my people together and reprimanded them and told them that, and these things were not right at the event. So we need to buckle up. And my people have wondered that, you know, why such a thing is happening, you know, why uh, after us getting accolades from the client on the stage, sir is still coming and telling us that, you know, things are not right at the event. So, you know, I'm maybe a perfectionist and I like things my way. I like everything going right to the T. So that's how it is, I guess.
1: (laughs) Also, I must say that this is a pursuit of excellence too, that you, if you are not satisfied with what you started with as an idea, then constantly making sure that you work at it and work harder than what you you have is pursuit of excellence for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. so
2: much. I, I believe so you, in that.
1: Totally. Totally. So Vikas, over to you. Do you have any questions for me? So, listen, one question I
2: had was that, you know, I've been trying to get into production for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. for the past couple of years, obviously the last year just went by, but uh, I want to know if that is the right department. That's the right way to go into. I mean, I want to get into production very clearly. And I don't know if I can actually get into like, this is basically TV serial, web, and all those kind of productions.
1: So my question to you is, how your production work would be different from the current profile that you're running? What are the actual changes between these two careers? So the
2: actual change would be obviously, there'll be more man management, and there'll be Mm -hmm. more dealing with uh, channels, web uh, platforms, and others. So my interaction with others will maybe become more, and more intricate mm-hmm. than what it is right now. Okay. So, I mean, it will be a more extended kind of an interaction. Yeah.
1: So, I must say, uh, because uh, at this point in time, especially if I have to look at your workflow, in last two, three years, you felt that you needed challenges in terms of uh, the work must expand and you would love to explore new things. At the same time, there are parts of your work where you felt overwhelmed with this exact Aspect that you mentioned about dealing with people or managing a larger team or getting worked up because people don't deliver what they should be delivering. Now, if I look right. at your people's skills, you lead from the front. So you literally believe in what you require to do. You roll your sleeves, you're there, you know, you want to make sure everything is done properly. But at the same time, trusting others and making sure that they take complete responsibility of the work that they're doing is not the strongest suit as of now for you. So probably that is one area you require to work on before you actually make a shift in your career.
2: Okay. So I, I guess, yeah, I think, I think that's the major thing that I need to take care of because right now I want complete control from start to end and I don't think that thing can happen in a production
1: and in production you will require you will have to rely on other people and they have to take uh, a, you know they have to make decisions about what is right and wrong according to them and that is a bigger challenge for you in in general mm-hmm. so you are literally saying that this area i feel uncomfortable about and the next career will require me to magnify this area that i am already feeling uncomfortable about then there's an issue, like in that career choice, though it may look very lucrative according to other people or, you know, financially. For you, unless until you don't build the skill of delegating and in a way remotely managing your events, production, I think you will require to wait it out.
2: Okay, okay. Another thing that I want to ask you, I don't know if this qualifies or not, but I'm pretty temperamental. I mean, I just blast, but in the next five minutes, I'm down as well. I mean I come down I come down to my senses and all but those five minutes are pretty critical you know I mean I might just say something to someone which I don't mean but it just goes off I mean I just it's a trigger and I just go on Agreed. that trigger and it just happens I want some way of controlling that
1: So before I get to the solution, let me diagnose the problem a bit for you and also for our listeners. Now, we have three things in your handwriting uh, that kind of make the temper even bigger than than it is right now. Uh, One of them is the actual temper trait. So when you write your small letter T, there's a horizontal line in this letter. And you okay. tend to cross that line more to the right side. It does not fly off. It is not like flying on the right side completely, but it is dominated on the right side. So if you have to really break it and, and evaluate the length of the, the T bar, the horizontal line, it is more on the right side. That shows the impatient nature of your behavior. Now, yeah, I would add that to the previous trade that I spoke about, where I said gap in the letter T that talks about stubbornness. And combining both of them with the enthusiasm that I mentioned where the baseline or the handwriting moves to the uh, top uh, upper side or like, you know, upward movement of the writing. Now, if you have to mix all of them and imagine it's not only anger, but any emotion that you experience, it is intense, it is strong, and it happens in bouts. So right now you feel super excited about a project. And after like probably, you know, two days, the same excitement you don't experience. Uh, when you look at this anger or or temper, it comes and you feel all the gush of anger. And after some time, you're like, okay, I think I'm, I'm overreacting. Now, it is not only about one emotion. It is about almost all the emotions. But because anger is... You know, dreaded and we, it's an undesirable emotion. We believe that we don't want to feel angry. So we look at it from that angle only because it is undesirable. But if you evaluate calmly, all your emotions come in bout and you feel the surge of emotions. And then you just feel neutral about things. So my suggestion here is not only about anger, but any emotional decision is not the best decision for you. So if you feel super convinced about something, give it two days. And after two, three days, when you feel, uh, you know, equal amount of excitement, that could be the time where you can consider it and probably make that decision.
2: But doesn't that, I mean, just leave it, Maybe it goes on the back burner. Most of the things, it just go on the back burner because I feel that uh, the more uh, spontaneous decisions that I take have turned out very good in my life. Like, I'm just telling you an example. My uh, biggest thing that I have today is Gold Awards. And that's a property that I've created. It's one of the biggest television award shows that happens. And Mm -hmm. uh, Gold Awards was a very impromptu decision. I mean, I had planned to do it with someone else and then someone met me and he said that, listen... You should just do it yourself. Why do you want to do it with someone else? You can do the entire thing. You're doing the entire thing. Why don't you do it yourself? And that's when I realized that, yeah, I'll just go for it. I'll just do it myself. I didn't know anything about production at that time. didn't know anything about award shows. I just went ahead. I did it. And it's it's now there as a property for everyone to see. I'm saying certain spontaneous decisions have always worked for me. But I'm saying if uh, I take time and I think about it and then I come back to it. And what if it just goes on the back burner i'm just i'm just
1: what fizzles out you're saying what if the energy fizzles out now because what you feel really excited about today after two days also you have felt excited about the same idea isn't it like there are so many moments like say this award when when you thought about it on day one and day seven if the excitement levels are there if you feel equal amount of enthusiasm towards it then that is a project you want to engage with But it has also happened that you felt excited in the moment. And then after two days, you felt, no, it is not exactly what I wanted to do. But probably you committed before having that thought or that evaluation there. You know, initially, when we begin our career, and when you are the decision maker everywhere, it is it is possible for you to have the spontaneity. But we are also talking about moving to the next level. And I must quote Marshall Goldsmith, who is also an executive coach, uh, one of my trainers, he wrote a book called What Got Me Here Won't Get You There. What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And if you look at that that concept that, you know, being a sole proprietor and main decision maker, you can do these things. But in order to move to the next level, you will require to pause and think about why are you making these decisions so that you can allow other people to duplicate, learn from you and implement it in the same style. Okay.
2: I'm going to take care of this thing then I guess
1: for sure. At least pay attention because there is a part where the emotional surge also triggers you in terms of anger, in terms of stress. And uh, that I would not comment about it clearly, but definitely there is a sense of anxiety and stress that builds up that, that stays with you. And then you have these outbursts every now and then.
2: Right, right. I'm going to take care of this. Thank you so much for this.
1: Most welcome. Any other question for me?
2: Anything else that you find in my inviting? Which is no
1: So you're very generous as a person. You when you go out and help others, you go out of your way and you do not even talk about it. So if you have uh, you know paid somebody's fees or have you know done things for their kids, you just do it and you don't talk about it which is a beautiful part of the way you take care of your team and the way you nurture them and, you know, even friends for that matter. Very few people are aware of it. Please continue to to be as generous as you are. There is a a, a caution area that I find that when you lose interest in anything you do, say 50%, you do that job or 60-70% and you get bored of it, which does not happen easily. But if it does happen there is a chance of you quitting the whole thing abruptly and then asking someone else to take over. Just be careful about those areas because that is also one more uh, pitfall I see where emotions drive you to that point.
2: Yeah, I agree to that actually. And there's one more thing I think what I've noticed about myself is that uh, nowadays, in the past two, three years, the more I get nervous is the more I sleep. I don't know why that is happening. Mm-hmm. Usually uh, in the past, it was such when I started this company, when I used to be nervous and I used to be up on my toes and I used to be there at the place. Now I like to sleep it off okay. and, you know, just wait for it to die down and then get up and then go and be at the area where the nervousness and the excitement and the anxious anxiety is there. So I don't know. I have found this self recently about myself that, you know, when I started getting nervous and I have a lot of anxiety, I like to sleep it out. Instead of being there in the area.
1: Because that is the beautiful part about how body takes care of us you know, body creates mechanisms like, you know, as I was just suggesting that give it some time, give it a breather. But if you are unable to do it, your body knows how to create these breathers. So if your system starts shutting down and if you cannot be awake, you will wait it out and you will think through it. And by the time you wake up, you do have a fresher perspective on the same thing, which is otherwise not available, right? Because you are going with your emotions. These are beautiful mechanisms. If you, you know how if your one leg is hurt, your other leg starts compensating for that movement and you make sure that your body is balanced similarly the mind shuts down when it is on overload so what i was talking about the emotional surge and the constant wave-like movements of our emotions uh, you know it it is taxing, whether we like it or not now in most scenarios, an enthusiastic person is celebrated because we want people to come in our teams and take over and enjoy everything together isn 't it Like We want uh, people to to contribute willingly. Now, we celebrate those traits, but the person who is doing it also gets exhausted because he believes that this is my role. I must do this. If I'm not all enthusiastic, I'm not being myself. And that is that is a tiring mechanism that keeps repeating itself. Now. I say this often, when people say the signature going upward is a great idea, I correct them because it has to match your inner personality. Signature is just your public image. Now, when you have a lot of enthusiasm in public that you try to showcase, and if your battery, your personality, if that does not have the enough power required for it, then you feel drained very, very soon. So you run very fast initially, but you require balancing mechanisms. So Vikas, my suggestion to you is... The emotional aspect requires some attention.
2: I guess so. Also, I think long time back, you know, not now recently, but long time back, I had heard that, you know, if you change, we don't write much nowadays anyway, but in the past, whenever you know, right. used to write a lot, I have heard that if you change your handwriting a little bit, I mean, if you don't write in a particular manner, you write in a particular manner, is what actually changes your characteristics and your nature and all as well. Is it? Is it true? Does it yeah. happen or... There is a complete
1: study involved. There is a complete study involved called graphotherapy. And uh, that is something that I I specialize in. I believe a lot in. I have worked with hundreds of people and I've seen some specific changes in their strokes of writing, creating actual changes in their behavior without knowing what we are working on. So definitely I can say I can vouch for it after trying it with so many people that with or without your knowledge, whether you believe it or you don't believe it, if your body goes through certain practices, which means if you repeat a stroke of handwriting over and over again for a certain pe- period of time, it cannot happen overnight. It is not magic. It's a behavioral change. So you require to repeat the stroke as many number of times. But if you do that, it literally starts changing things for you.
2: It's happened to me uh, as a trait in a lot of uh, meetings that I attend. I switch off in mm-hmm. like three, four minutes. Where I'm interested, I mm-hmm. can talk and I have long meetings for like one hour, two hours. But certain meetings, you know, I just switch sure. off in two minutes. I mean, I've, I'm disinterested in two minutes and I'm, I'm in some other visual thought. while that meeting is that on. Sure. I mean, I can't tell that person just move from here. But even I can't leave that office in some cases. But I don't know, that's what it is sure. in me. I think I just switch off sometimes. If it doesn't...
1: Having work, said that, you're a good listener. So when you pay attention, you put your heart into your ears when you listen. So I would not say fully that you switch off. This happens rarely, according to me.
2: And maybe, maybe some things that don't interest me, maybe. If people don't talk my language, sure. maybe that's when I just move away and I switch off.
1: Mm-hmm. Completely. Right. So because let's move to the next segment. Okay. We call it Autograph, Please, where I'm going to talk about your signature, but in a different way. So signature talks about our public image and handwriting talks about who we are. Okay. Now, if there is a gap which most of the signatures have, it talks about how people understand you or misunderstand you in a different manner. Different in a way that they misunderstand you and think you are be behaving in this manner when you're not. So I'm going to tell you what I think from your signature. And if you uh, have a story to tell us, please go ahead and tell us where you were misinterpreted like this.
2: Right.
1: So when I look at your signature, uh, one of the most important thoughts that come to my mind is you are extremely adjusting as a person. Which means when it comes to your family members, when it comes to your loved ones, you can do anything possible to make sure that they are okay, they're fine. But when you talk to people, they think you're very, very stubborn and you will not change your ways of going about things. And that becomes your way of being misunderstood.
2: It's true. It's true. I mean, for my family and for people who are close to me and friends and like very, very close friends. I mean, you're you're bang on. I mean, I I adjust a lot and I, I would like to go to any level to make them comfortable. I think I just want to just go to any level and make them comfortable, make them feel comfortable. And I'll in fact, uh, you know, take a lot of sacrifices in it and I'll actually do a lot of sacrifices and so that, you know, they don't understand uh, the uh, difference between it and they are comfortable in the end. But, but but yes, for people around, I mean, a lot of people who don't know me and uh, who sometimes meet me for the first time. And in fact, uh, people who, you know, uh, are employed with me, the people who come in new uh, the old employees always tell them that listen take some time understand understand him and then you know start reacting because there are certain things he might say which you might feel that listen why is he even telling me these things but understand him you right. understand him then you'll know that there's no better person than him but, but there are people who left in 15 days because you know they don't understand me at all so yes yes that, sure. that's 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 there i mean some people feel that i am a little bit stubborn and there are a few job uh, things, some work opportunities which I've lost, which I've lost because of these things. But that's that's how it is. I think that's how my nature. I is. can
1: imagine second point that i feel your signature gives away differently than your personality when you talk to people uh, when you're presenting something you become a dreamer your ideas become humongous you know you you start thinking about creative concepts in a way that uh, you know you want to achieve everything in one go and that feels more creative more dreamer like but when it comes to your real personality and actually doing the work you are an end result oriented person you go with exact execution plan you want to know if we are picking this up how it will be delivered what is the process behind it and that end result orientation is not seen as the first thing when people meet you i think you're
2: god sent i think you're amazing in the kind of work that you do because no one has read me as perfectly even astrologers and tarot card readers have not come to this conclusion about me and which is so right you know i mean when i actually Mm -hmm. present something i believe so much in it That I go to any level. Sometimes, you know, uh, there are things that I've not even thought about. But while I'm meeting a person, I mean, I've come up with some creative ideas, which I don't know how they're going to be executed. But I've just gone ahead and presented their idea and that has been liked. And when I come back, which you are absolutely right the way you said it, is that when I come back and I then I tell my people, that listen, I've already presented this. This has been approved. But how do we do this? I mean, we need to figure out a way Mm. and we need to do this. I mean, there was this a uh, very interesting incident. There was this one product launch I was doing for a company called Heinz and Heinz India. And mm-hmm. uh, during the product mm-hmm. launch meeting, I mean, we were discussing a lot of things, you know, but nothing was flying. And there was this new idea mm-hmm. I came across and I said, that, listen, we'll just do it like this and we'll get your product like this. And they were like, wow, if this can be done, I mean, we are sold. We can just go ahead. And, mm-hmm. and then I just presented that and I said that, yeah, yeah, it can be done and everything. And I came back and I told my people, <laughs> that listen, Guys, I've already sold this idea and they've liked it and we need to, we need to do this now. Yeah. And we, we did manage to do it, (laughs) but I'm just saying that, you know, I mean, it's dead, right? I mean, your reading is amazing. Trust me.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Because on that note, thank you so much for being part of the show and all the best to your future and the new shifts that you will be making. Is there any other question that you have? Please reach out. And for our listeners, if you have other questions about graphology, if you want to learn graphology, if you want to explore this thing, All I can say, this is fascinating. Every day, I get to meet amazing people like Vikas and also get to understand a different perspective to look at the same thing. So many times we feel the way we think about life is the only way to go about because we are looking at it from our perspective. But if we breathe, if we pause and allow the other person's perspective to be real, we probably hear a new story every time. Thank you so much, Vikas.
2: Guys, I totally endorse this because Aditi is amazing at what she does and... No one has read me so well ever before. Thank you. And I think she's amazing. You guys should learn, should explore, should uh, maybe get your handwriting read because she's amazing at what she does. Thank you so much, Aditi. I think it was great because I was not expecting so much, but it's amazing. I mean, the way you've actually read me, my handwriting, it's amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did you find any answer to your career dilemma? When I turned my passion into my profession, it was very exciting in the beginning. But soon I realized that passion is not enough for me to sustain. You know, these titles like first mover, pioneer, trailblazer sound very glamorous for 15 minutes. But then quickly you have to deal with the ground reality of fighting the stigma around this topic of graphology or mental health in general. Or convincing corporates or convincing mainstream corporates like IBM, Tata Motors. Or convincing mainstream corporates like IBM, Tata Motors to give graphology a chance. Even asking the CEOs to practice handwriting strokes like kids as graphotherapy. All of this needed much more than passion. It required resilience, ability to hear no 50,000 times without taking it personally, and steady willpower. One of our Absolutely Right podcast listeners, Suresh Panchayat, is struggling to act on his New Year resolutions. He wrote to me saying, I think I lack willpower. Is there any stroke that can help me detect that? Yes, there is. Let me present the stroke of willpower as our graphology tool of the week. But before I start, let me remind you that graphology is a mathematical study of micro choices in your handwriting. When I describe a stroke, make sure that you listen to the instructions carefully and precisely look for that exact formation. So go ahead, pull a notepad and write four, five lines in your natural handwriting look for your lowercase letter T. T for Tokyo, Taiwan, Tarzan, you got the drift. Lowercase T is made up of two strokes, a vertical line called T stem and a horizontal line called T bar. For today's discussion, keep all your attention only and only on the bar. I know New Year Eve was dull, but I'm only referring to the horizontal line in the letter T called T bar. A short stunted T bar shows the writer has weak willpower. Whereas a long horizontal line that covers at least three to four letters around shows a strong willpower. When the dazzling Katrina Kaif writes her letter T in her signature, she shows a strong willpower stroke. I have mentioned the diagram of this T and Katrina's signature in today's fun sheet. Go ahead, download it from aditisarana.com slash podcast. Look for episode number 87 and 88. People with strong willpower show more resilience to fight the tough situations. They do not cave in when the going gets tough. They push back. They push through the situation. So many times their willpower inspires other people around them to be part of their vision only because they are unwilling to give up. If your willpower is good and if you still can't complete your resolution, then you might want to discard the concept of resolution to begin with. IVM podcaster Zarina Punawala dropped an episode on this topic last month. Why resolutions don't work, I think. Check it out on her podcast, The Empowering Series with Zarina Punawala. In our next episode, let's talk about willpower, willingness, and acting with inspiration. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you have learned something new about yourself or if this episode has impacted you in any way, then be the first one to create that impact on others. Look at someone's handwriting and analyze it. Give them feedback. See if you can help them in any way. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IVM Network. You can listen to us on IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing!
2: Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete
0: every Monday.
2: Only on the IBM Podcast Network.
0: Trust us, it's gonna be lit.
1: <laughs> Zindagi diaries ke pannoh mein kuch purani yaadheen. Samundar kinare jhoomte darakt. dil ki dhadkane aur anjaan mulakate hain. तो आइए खोलिए मेरे साथ जिंदगी डायरी के पन्ने और साथ ही खुल कर जीते हैं जिंदगी। आप सुन सकते हैं जिंदगी डायरीज आईवीएम पॉडकास्ट ऐप या वेबसाइट पर या जहां कहीं से भी आप अपने पॉडकास्ट सुनते हो।